When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever. Dog. Da, 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 da. Is that the right song for Spoonman? Or is that a different You know what I'm talking about? That sounds like madness. No, that's Love Cats. That's Love Oh, that's Love Cats. Love Cats. <laughs> the Spoonman's got lots of spoons. He likes to use them to dig his own grave. This is Julie Klausner in New York City. And this is Tom Sharpling, and I am in Los Angeles. And together we are double threat. Double threat. Double threat. Double threat. Double threat. Um, Tom. Yes, Julie. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. I am enjoying uh, just... It's kind of all winding down, and it's sure. kind of exciting to see the the whole thing wrap up. It's act, like act three. Yes, we're at the point now where they're kind of just the play is over. Oh yeah, we're outside the theater doors mm-hmm. trying to get an autograph signed, like in King of uh, Comedy, King of the Hill. Remember when they were outside the theater? King of Comedy, trying mm-hmm. to get Jerry's autograph. Mm-hmm. That's what we yeah. are now. Those people begging for an autograph, handing our autograph books to uh, God, to a security guy who was just like, "Give me your books. I'll Steve. get Jerry to sign them." Steve. Yeah, and then Jerry comes out, and he's going to drive away, and then the giant ball of fire will hit earth and oh that's a new ending a i don't remember that part of the movie you oh you don't how remember the end of- <laughs> king of comedy with a giant meteor toward- yeah no it's um i'm it's okay bad. it's I'm yeah okay. we're we're doomed it's fine or it's not or it's not what are you gonna do right i thought you were saying that we're like at the theater we're the movie's over we're watching the credits. We're really hoping there's going to be a bonus clip at the end of the credits. And then it comes up and it's just the thing with the rating on it. Uh-huh. And you're the like, end. why did I just waste my time with this bullshit rated G bullshit? See, you don't understand. There were barely any tits in this thing at all. When you go to see these Marvel movies, Julie, which you which don't. I love. Yeah. You've seen every one. Yes. I call them Marvelous. Yes, and you 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 turn a lot of people on to these movies. They're like, tr- yeah. When you sit there, this is how those movies go. Yeah, you go to the theater. Yeah, you watch the thing. Oh yeah, 
then there's 40 minutes of credits uh-huh. where you see every person that did animation animation and visual effects on the thing is listen yes. look they should be they should be credited i'm not saying i disagree take credits i disagree away. i disagree i disagree you, you wanted like the old days where yes! like, there were like six credits on a movie where at the you're beginning just like, where they belonged <laughs> at the beginning and so it when it was says, over it just said the end and then you went back to your cabbage soup because it was a depression yeah but you sit and you watch these marvel things i love them and then you're like, well, but there's going to be a post-credit sequence, yeah. which is a little bonus thing. And then right. you sit and you're waiting. And sometimes these uh-huh. things are the biggest throwaways you ever saw in your life. What is and it, you're like sitting there. Pepper, pepper pot uh, douches. Why <laughs> you put the microphone yes. down? Are you leaving? I couldn't. No, that was a mic drop for you. <laughs> I did a mic drop where I'm just like, I can't. That is untoppable. Mm. That the co- the post credit sequence is pepper pots, pepper pots doing douching. a douche. Yeah. Do you think, by the way, that like why hasn't she come out with a goop product called the pepper pot, and it's like a neti pot that you put mm. into your nose and cure yourself of like uh, every you know, every disease. Every disease. Earth. Yeah. Why hasn't she done that? Well, I'm going to tell you, you should walk that right over to goop because yeah. I think you just. You just uh, are gonna put a little some some coins in in the mm-hmm. uh, in the Gwyneth Paltrow uh, pockets. Yeah. yeah. So wait, tell me what happens at the end of these stupid. Nothing credits. happens at the end. Oh, it's the biggest boy. waste of time. You sit there, and then suddenly you see like it'll be oh. like uh, uh, what's his face uh, Sam Jackson as Nick mm-hmm. Fury, and he'll just be like he'll be like I gotta find Captain America. And then it goes bonk, and then it just ends. Oh, so ends, it's, a, it's a cliffhanger, or it's a little teaser for another thing that is two years away. And you're right? Like, what? Like how at the end of Batman they'd say, "Next time, will Batman do that yeah. thing with Robin where they put their foreskins over each docking? Yes, will, will Batman, Batman and Robin will, dock? Will they dock? Will Egghead make his Egg head longer and more pointy? Uh-huh. Will Cesar Romero make sure that he gets all of the hairs of his mustache coated with white paint so we don't see the fucking roots? Still the greatest non-committal moment. Yes. I'm going to say second. After C- what? Dan, Dan Aykroyd, Aykroyd yeah. as... As Nixon Ford or Nixon, right? Nixon. You remember when Nixon had that thin mustache? <laughs> like, like you think about the de- the degree that they go to make people look like. Yeah, they get the exact wigs. They they yeah. do like um you know prosthetics like Charlize Theron in that movie. Yeah, to where now monster you you take a guy like yeah ma the ma- young, monster. young adult monstrous young adult you take wait, a wait, guy like Dan Aykroyd. By the way, take, I thought we should, yeah. But you take it, you take it, they do the makeup now to the point where, what's his face? Alec Baldwin oh, is he so looks exact, bad. He looks exactly. What are you talking about? That's the best impression I ever did see. You crazy? This is, this is Trump. Because he's doing, what's his face? The... Bill Murray in Caddyshack. Oh, really? <laughs> That'd be yeah. great if Carl, the groundskeeper, was just his 
<laughs> we just got Bill Murray to do. If Bill Murray yeah. came out dressed as Trump yeah, and did his Cinderella story, did Carl from the It's in the Hole, <laughs> It's in the Hole, like that's Alec Baldwin's Trump impression. But they do so much makeup now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To make sure everybody looks accurate. Back in ni- 1975, Saturday Night Live starts. Dan Aykroyd's like, like I guess I'll I'll do my Nixon impression. And like, and then he's like, uh, they're like, Dan, would you consider, uh, you know, by they uh, Nixon, you mean Lauren, and all the yeah. Lornettes speak at the same time. Nixon so wait, we'll doesn't. Do, I'll be have the a, I'll be the Lornettes. Okay, okay, so we have to do this in goes, Dan. If you notice, you notice Richard Nixon, Nixon doesn't have doesn't a pencil have a thin pencil mustache. Thin mustache. Doesn't have a Bud so Abbott have mustache. Bud Abbott mustache. I was wondering, would you consider, would you consider shaving, shaving it? it? And Aykroyd is like, "What? No, I will not. <laughs> I have considered it. I won't." And then he and goes, "I thought it was shitty that he didn't take off the cone head either." When he was Nixon, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he would just. I am not yeah. a crook. I am not a crook. I don't get the cone. This is what I don't get. I don't get the cone heads, and I don't get Blues Brothers. I don't understand why they're supposed to be funny. Well, here's I'll, I'm going to walk you through the cone head thing now. Thank God. They are from outer space, but they're really from France. But they say they're from France. Uh huh. I get that. That's like a bad, you know cover story i get the humor of that mm-hmm. i understand the humor what about um blues brothers why is that funny oh it's not it's oh not okay funny. okay it's just like white guys playing music that they like yeah no it's pretty much what if you got to do it's like it's like what if any of us got to do the thing we fantasized about doing when we were a kid right. these guys actually figured a way out to do it but they and they were getting paid tons of money to do it and it's not like not good though brett can you would you be able to pull a clip up if i asked you to can you find a thing for dan Aykroyd for blues brothers coffee <laughs> well he hawks beverages he hawks his crystal skull vodka he's got his crystal skull vodka does he have ice cream or is that marky ramon marky ramon had a gelato Okay, but didn't he also have a pasta sauce? Yes, he did too. Okay. There we go. Blues oh Brothers Coffee. Wait, there's a whole Instagram and it has 599 followers. That's, that's the one. Okay. Hi, I'm Dan Aykroyd. Nearly 40 years after John and I stepped on stage to front the Blues Brothers Rhythm and Blues Review, every enterprise to which the Blues Brothers have been attached is defined by the high quality of its components. From the records really? to the films and House of Blues, the Blues Brothers brand means quality and fun. And no, now today I am here to you ask pause you. that for one second. Everything it's attached itself to? Yeah. You know, the Blues Brothers 2000, that movie. That's not quality. Those albums were awful. <laughs> it's like, if anything, they've represented a lack of quality, the Blues Brothers. I, I just want to point out that Hello, Dan Aykroyd- it's me, Dan Aykroyd. I have like that, that announcer <laughs> thing. I do, always- I do appreciate that he comes in hot. Like he does come yeah. in hot. He he starts at ten. Like that guy. Like he's not. He doesn't need no warm up. I will also point out that he's not wearing the traditional black fedora in this clip. He's wearing as one does. Don't you remember those characters of Elwood and Jake? They wear black baseball caps. Yeah, where they wore. It looks like he's wearing a COVID mask on his head. 
he's he's look, I give it this. Like this guy, Dan Aykroyd, obviously gets a lifetime pass for whatever he got rolling with stuff, and he was great. I think I he always was, liked I, him. I like reading about, you know, back in the day, like he always comes across well. Like he seems like a nerd that like I, I like that he dated Carrie Fisher. Like he seems like he mm-hmm. likes smart. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. Like he compared to the other guys that were scumbags around that time, like Doug Kenny, and like he he seemed like a good enough sort. No, I I always liked Dan Aykroyd. I think he's always uh, he's always been kind of somebody who is seems to be enjoying his life and and having fun while doing these things. And it's a matter of whether we're enjoying it, which is <laughs> I think we enjoy it as the receivers of what he's making, maybe a little less than he enjoyed making some of the things. Do we want to see the rest of this clip or do oh, we want yes, to read the do. comments? Okay. Join us on our next adventure. Blues Brothers Coffee. Why coffee? Well, simply put, because it fits our model of following our heart, delivering a superior experience, and we love coffee. People often ask me if there's any dialogue I would change in the Blues Brothers film. Well, no, they don't. I'm gonna. There is wait. One. People often ask me if there's any dialogue I would change in the Blues Brothers movie. Has he ever been asked that once? Maybe would you by change? Da- maybe him? by Donna Dixon in the middle of the night when he says, "Donna, are you sleeping?" Donna, <laughs> Don- whoa, whoa, whoa. you ask me if there's any line of dialogue I would change in the movie. What movie? Couch trip? No, not couch trip. Couch trip. That's where they met, I think. Yeah, they did. They met. Are you sure it wasn't Doctor Detroit? Maybe it was Doctor Detroit Doolittle. <laughs> Which doctor would you rather would you, see if you're being treated for COVID? Yeah, for COVID, Doctor Detroit or Doctor Doolittle? Um, Doctor Detroit, I guess. Yeah, me too. Um, because Doctor Doolittle depends too much on animals to tell them what's wrong. Also, I don't want this guy. For all I know, Doctor Doolittle c- created this coronavirus, hanging out with all these weird animals. Well, right? I also wonder, like, if you're depending on animals to tell you what's wrong, they're probably lying because cats are the ones that are like, "I'm fine, everything's fine." They always like, they're like, they have something wrong with their foot. They're like, "No, I don't have anything wrong with my foot. I can walk on it. Please don't eat me." <laughs> so, if you were Doctor Doolittle and you'd say, "What seems to be the problem?" Cats would be like, "Nothing. What's your problem?" Yeah. So I don't think they're good at medicine is my point. No, I would trust Dr. Detroit then. Um, Dan Aykroyd, I, a side side note, uh, a, a, a Saturday Night Live cast member once told me a story that when he started on the show and it was his first season and suddenly it's like, oh, my God, Dan Aykroyd's in the building up at Rockefeller Center. And then he saw him and he said to him, young man and he was like yes he's like do you smoke marijuana and he goes sometimes and he goes follow me and like that was uh and then he and he pushed him off balcony he he walked him off the roof of of rock he locked him in the locked him in the supply closet yeah so he wants to know if people people are always asking him what lines he would change and he said none. Dialogue. And he also explained that coffee has something to do with the Blues Brothers for three reasons. One is it's good. Well, you know, back then, John Belushi was just such a big fan of coffee. <laughs> he was so- when he needed to get ramped up and, and <laughs> he died party of a, all night. Yeah, yeah, he died of a um, combination of sleepy time tea and coffee. 
he would just yeah he was no. mixing the sleepy time tea and the and the coffee you can't you can't mix those two. no 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 you know when he would be pulling a 72 hour party uh <laughs> he would just always have a steaming hot cup of joe at the ready a cafe au lait yeah kept him going <laughs> um please play more brett it's 106 miles to chicago we got a full tank of gas two half cups of coffee it's dark and we're wearing sunglasses hit it blues brothers coffee everybody needs some coffee to love okay all right so <laughs> Can we re- read the comments He's got his coffee. What does coffee have to do with the Blues Brothers? I need that coffee. It is a mission from God. No UK no. delivery? <laughs> so somebody, somebody somebody, always feels shut out on a thing. This is such a ripoff. I'm in UK. I can't get this Blues Brothers uh, coffee. I'll it's go, like, do you I'll want it? Question. No. I got a question. Why not? I got a question. Well, come Aye. on, then. Come on. Now then, now then. <laughs> Is it like a Monty Python, like, cup? Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Wouldn't, I'd like my coffee, a... please. Why aren't you shipping to the UK? Wouldn't mind a cuppa. Hey, hey, Eggroyd. What Look gives? <laughs> Look here, you bleeding bastard. <laughs> I, want so- my... <laughs> I want my... I want my cup of joe. Sod off. Sod off, you my... pisser. You wanker! I'll take you in the lift. I'll take you in the the lift and I'll throw you under a lorry. (laughs) Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here to let you know about our latest episode of Office Hours Live. Office Hours is great fun. With the great John Early and Theta Hamill. Very handsome. Thank you. Thank you. They're here to talk about... Their new movie, Stress Positions. And we just had a, a wonderful time. There was a lot of laughter and joy. Don't believe me? Well, listen for yourself on the podcast app of your choice. You're not going to want to miss a second. That's at Office Hours Live at the podcast app of your choice. Bum, 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 bum. I love Vic and Doug and I love drinking my wine. So what do we have? Uh, what do we have on deck today? What are we going to do today, Tom? Well, I want to play. Uh, Brett said he had a couple fun things for us. Okay. And because Brett, this is what we've been doing with this show. We get these clips, and you, the listeners, you find them. You find something you know. It's like, oh, this is going to make Julie's pigtail spin around <laughs> when she hears this. Is gonna make Tom's it's gonna make toupee. Tom's uh, mustache uh, twirl yeah. into like a yeah a helicopter yeah. formation. Exactly. And By the way, find Tom him. has a mustache. I do have a mustache. It's my Corona mustache. <laughs> Brett, people have been sending clips in, and Brett is the producer of uh, Double Threat. And by the way, I do want to mention you don't need to send in clips. You could send in a news story. You can send in a painting. Yes. You can send in a link. You send in whatever you think is going to work for us. It's going to get us rolling. Okay, so Brett, what do you have for us today? All right, so uh, I've got a clip that was submitted by a listener named Eric, and uh, it's a clip from a movie that came out in 2005 uh, called 
My Scene Goes Hollywood, the movie. It is a 2005 direct-to-video animated film based on Mattel's line of My Scene dolls, uh, which includes Barbie. So it's kind of like a Wait, Barbie... What's my, my Scene? Like S-C-E-N-E? Yeah, S-C-E-N-E. I think it was some kind of expansion on the... Like it included Barbie dolls, but was bigger than that. Uh, and it was it was a line of dolls that Mattel put out. And this is a direct-to-video animated film based on those dolls. Star, starring the dolls as characters. Starring the dolls as characters. It's about them going to Hollywood. Uh, and then this uh, this came out in 2005. The scene we're about to watch features a cameo from Harvey Weinstein. Wait, okay. so this was an animated series or just a special, like a one-off a based one-off, on these dolls? Yeah, one-off, like straight-to-DVD okay. kind of movie. Okay, and these are Barbies or they're Barbie's friends? Yeah, Barbie and her friends. We'll just say Barbie's friends. Okay, got it. Okay, great. I just want to say first, though, Harvey Weinstein, this guy sucks. I just want to be on the record. I don't necessarily, I know, I, I know these are views are not necessarily held by Forever Dog. These are only my personal. <laughs> Quite the contrary, in fact. We got a note saying, don't do this. And we said, my personal, we're do why, it anyway. why are you waving? Why are you running your finger across your throat, Brett? <laughs> He's holding up a sign that says, stop talking. <laughs> Harvey is a friend. <laughs> I like broadcast. Good job, everyone. I need my actors and extras to hang out for wardrobe shots. Everyone else, that's a wrap. Picture looks great, Jim. I'm really excited about it. Oh, my God. <gasps> oh, hold on. Because oh, as I said, the thing. So they're filming a little scene with this anime, this low quality animation. Oh, my God. And they're shooting this thing and they just finished the, the they go go cut and then there's a guy who looks like who's who's he look like he he i guess he looks like the uh the battery guy was it the jocko the Duracell, who's, Duracell who's he, look battery like? guy? he looks like some kind of product well, either way he's really skinny yeah and he's, he's not he's, horrible looking no he's cool looking he's got like a black a cool black jacket on and a and a gray turtleneck and these cool shades and he's and, got a lot of hair considering yeah. and he's really thin which i can't keep up it took me a minute to realize that was supposed to be harvey weinstein yeah very prominent and, chin too big yeah, big <laughs> yeah, yeah that's what it yeah. is that's why that's why you were thinking that because he does have a very strong jawline yeah can we hear his line again, which and also by the way, by beautifully the way, delivered. I mean, he's really in the right when you think about all the things he did to actresses. It's like, yeah, he knows what he's doing. He he comes from a place of like he knows how to act. So they should Be- have just been, you know, listening. Beautifully recorded also, by the way, <laughs> the, not not at all recorded somewhere different than where everybody else recorded their part at all. Like, like you just uh, hear yeah. just listen to the audio quality. <laughs> you could just hear the different room. Between the two lines. By the way, behind him are like these pretty like schoolgirls in uniforms. And I also want a list of every little girl that ever watched this because I want to check in on them all. Well, to be fair, it's a pretty short list. This is I can actually <laughs> it could be written on the back of a matchbook. This is not a, this is a, this did not exactly set the world on fire. I still want to give them all counts. Yeah. OK, here we go. For wardrobe shots. Everyone else. That's a wrap. Picture looks great, Jim. I'm really excited about it. <gasps> what? Talking to Jim. It's Harvey Weinstein. Ah! Don't you ever watch awards shows? He's like the biggest producer in Hollywood. This must be one of his movies. Oh, really? 
Good job, young lady. Oh. Thanks. Perfect. Oh my now. god, that's the creepiest oh. thing ever. Oh. This is literally the creepiest thing ever. Good job, <laughs> Oh my god, it's Harvey Weinstein. And Who? he looks. Don't you ever watch reward shows? Take your panties off, Heather. And he is um so <laughs> he's somehow they they drew a version of him where they're just like. Should we model this on like Harvey? And they're like, absolutely not. No, don't make it look anything like him. And he still came through on it. Like, like the the drawing's getting uglier. Like it's like it's fighting somebody drawing a different human. Right. It's like in um in Pinocchio when that kid is trying to keep from turning into a donkey, but the ears keep popping up. Yes. It's like the it's like a a a gross version of Pinocchio. I am shook. Then, then there's a young woman who, and all these girls are like supposed to be Barbies, right? So this girl just took off her short wig, and now she has long, sexy blonde hair. And she has like a like a, uh, I guess is that is it like kind of like a Beyonce kind of look? Mm-hmm. Like she has yeah. the long, flowing hair like Beyonce. Yeah, and-, and he's looking at her like he wants a snack. Could you rewind it a little bit? I want to hear. Can we hear them talk about him one more time? I'm sorry. That was the greatest part. I mean, do you think he like he did you think they went back and forth with character design for this? And he was like thinner, handsomer. Or do you think that they just knew to flatter him right away and just sent this? I'm shocked that it's I I, at first I thought it was going to be a thing where Harvey Weinstein recorded a part for the thing, but he wasn't playing himself. As soon as I saw this guy, I'm like, well, there's no way anybody would think that's who Harvey Weinstein, what he would look like in a thing. It, I mean, it has literally nothing to do with Harvey Weinstein. This Although guy. from this angle, he, you can see his liver lips. I do think yes. that the illustrator was. <laughs> do you like it when people are so crazy that they don't even, they don't just blubber their lips, but they take a finger to them like. <laughs> yes. When you're so, when, I see that. You know what I do? I reach and I pull a sign and it has a picture of a screw on it and a picture of a baseball <laughs> on it and I hold it up and then yeah. I hold up a thing which is like a shows like a bat uh-huh. and then a belfry uh-huh. and a baseball bat <laughs> and a belfry. Who? Don't you ever watch award shows? He's like the biggest producer in Hollywood. This must be one of his movies. Oh, really? Wig comes Good off. Job, young lady. Thanks. Perfect. Now she'll have an even bigger head. Ryan, Lindsay, we know wardrobe shots. We did them in the hall. Great, but there's also wow. a what? What? Oh, that one. That's a that's a skin crawler. That one. I f- I feel like I feel really gross. I feel like we would just watch some sort of like sick like stuff that they took uh out of like um Arnold Friedman's house like. In Great Neck, mm-hmm. uh, from, cap- from capturing the Freedman's fame. Um, yes, from capturing the Freedman's fame. It also, was- yeah, <laughs> he's also like, it does seem like Harvey Weinstein, like they either made this to please him or he wrote it himself because the way that all these young, beautiful girls talk about him is so sick and it's so twisted to his own sense of self-importance and yeah. That those girls are like, oh no! Now she has his attention. Now he's gonna jerk off into a plant in front of her instead of me. 
Don't you watch award shows? It's like, first of all, no, I don't. I'm 15. What am I supposed to watch four hours of the Oscars to see him get up there? Didn't you notice who made the speech for best picture for Shakespeare in Love? Great job. (laughs) He's my favorite Batman villain. Einstein? Robin, we've got to worry. Liver Lips is going to try to rob the museum. Hey, great job, guys. Yeah, he says he's trying to rob the museum, and then he's actually doing something much worse. Yeah, they're just like, we're going to throw all the art away in the museum. (laughs) (laughs) He was why. It's like, trust me, we're going to. We thought he was just going to steal the stuff. It was worse. It's like, why? Everything seems to still be here. It's like. We watch the security footage. He can't you just can't you just can't you just clean the art? It's not worth it. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) what do you mean? It's literally this is priceless art. Trust me, it's not worth it. (laughs) They're literally throwing out. (laughs) You just look at the dumpster behind the art museum, and it's just like they throw the Mona Lisa out (laughs) because Harvey was alone with the painting. Holy Hollywood, Batman! Holy Tribeca Film Festival, Batman. This plant is thriving. That would be, you know what that would be really good is a remake of Little Shop of Horrors. But instead of the plant eating people, the plant thrives every time a predator jerks off into its pot. He could have played. He's like, feed me. He could could do Audrey uh, too, right? (laughs) Feed me. Feed me, Harvey. Feed me all your sperm. (laughs) You can do it. (laughs) And it's like second, second uh, act. James Toback. Feed me. Just a just a a a greenhouse full of just creepy plants. Yeah, and like Weinstein, James Toback. And then there's that song that Seymour sings like, I've given you sunshine, I've given you rain. So like (laughs) Harvey Weinstein, or maybe it's like a good guy in the first act that's like, I don't know what you want. And then all of a sudden, like (laughs) the plant like licks his lips (laughs) when he like, I don't know. There's a porno on in the back, right? This is good. This is a good idea. There's a porno on... (laughs) So, this ne- this so it's a greenhouse. Ba- set the set the scene. Okay, so there's Green, this interior, nebbish, gr- interior, interior greenhouse. greenhouse. Um, a, a Seymour, uh, Sheldon, Sheldon, a nebbish uh, gardener, is tending to this exotic plant that is withering. He uh, is sad, and and so to be sad, he goes over and watches porn, and then all of a sudden he hears the plant go. And he realizes that it's the part of the porno when we'll just call it the uh, the denouement element of it, where you, you you know that it's about to end. And so he looks over at the plant and the plant goes, and he goes, what do you want? Blood? The plant shakes and said, no. He goes, uh, uh, fertilizer? He was like, in a way. And then... Uh, <laughs> And then it just cuts to like, and then it's like we do like a quick jump cut to like a, a minute or two later, like Sheldon is finishing, and then um, and then we we see the plinko ah, and then um, 
And then we do a quick like montage of like Sheldon having to see different things to like get himself to like make sure the plant is happy. Mm-hmm. And then um, uh, that's all I've got. Well, if I was Harvey Weinstein, I would green light this. <laughs> You'd green light it because it would be a green a greenhouse this. Now we're going to watch something that we're not going to tell you what it is. Because we don't want people who made the thing to get mad at us. Right, because they're Scientologists and we're trying to get into the Church of Scientology. Potentially. We want to keep our options open. Yeah. And Julie wants me to see this thing and react to it. I've been avoiding it. And... She wants to see me react and hear me react, and but I don't want to give away what I'm reacting to. Yeah. And and by the way, this is not an invitation to guess what it is. No, not at all. It's none of anyone's business. No. But, but, but please enjoy this. Please enjoy this blind item. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I can't. I can't. This is just a Ugh. giant... Victory lap. Ay, ay, ay. No. Man, they're proud of themselves. <laughs> there is so much money out there yeah. in this world. Anytime anybody says there's not there's there's a sucker born every minute, man. Anybody says there's no more opportunities in the world? Oh, I hate that. There's suckers waiting to get ripped off. Oh, God, this is... Oh, I fucking hate this. I want to kill myself. So much, like, copping out, too. Like, they're not committed to... I'm begging... I'm, I'm begging you. I don't... I'm announcing my retirement... I just, I understand. I understand. <laughs> I am, I am shockingly depleted now. After yeah. That, 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 that's, Sorry. That takes the life essence out of you. So does that plant. Yeah. Feed me. Feed me semen. What do you got for us, Brant? All right. So, um, I've got a, a podcast in need of some rescue here. Um, uh, the podcast is called Skydive Radio. And it uh, advertises itself as the world's uh, only skydiving podcast. And um, this episode in particular, it's hosted by, um, let me look at my notes here. It's hosted by uh, Dave and Stump are the co-hosts. They've been going strong for about 250 episodes. Dave and Stump? Dave and Stump. uh, Did he have the stump before he started skydiving? No, he used to do an axe throwing podcast. <laughs> used to be Dave and all four limbs. Yeah. Um, yeah, this podcast rescue, what we do is we take these podcasts, because Julie and I, we are experts at this, and we take a listen, and we've never heard this before, and then we tell you uh, well, how to fix your podcast. And Not I unlike say, the show Bar Rescue. And I will say that they're already... 
ahead in advertising themselves, not just as the best skydiving podcast, but the only skydiving podcast. Yes. And whether or not that's true or not, it's a great tagline. Ah, <laughs> oh, remember me a stump. Today's show is brought to you by me, Undies. I don't know why there's an explosion. I'm at an explosion on the end of it. <laughs> yeah. um, they skydive into volcanoes. With this dynamite. All right, let's check out this skydiving podcast. So this is episode 249. Oh my god! Skydive Radio, the world's first skydiving podcast. www.skydiveradio.com. From the Winter Studio in Sebastian, Florida, it's Skydive Radio number 249 for April 6, 2020. I'm Dave. And I'm Stump. And we want to welcome uh, okay, Shannon and Sharon. Please, I'm begging you to stop right now. Stump is in the air. Yeah, sounds like Stump is mid mid uh, flight, and I'm st- it's always like, "Hey, everybody, welcome to Podcast Radio. I'm Dave." And I'm Stump. What he dives through the sky with the greatest of ease. It's okay, David and Stump on a podcast. Yes, please. And we want to welcome uh, Shannon and Sharon Harnoy Pilcher. You guys both took each other's names. Is that how? Is, is that what I call you? That's correct. I think one of you. I think you guys should have like rock paper scissored and just like one one wins. <laughs> well, officially we win the pilcher. Officially we win the pilcher, but I it's too much of a hassle to do both, so I I just uh, took her name out of good spirits. Okay. I have. Okay. Okay. Well, I, have, I, just I, have a note. I have a note. Book, I have a note. Get to the skydiving faster. Sorry, Tom. Go yeah. ahead. No, no, no. I was going to say pretty much the same thing. Is there, there, if your podcast is going to be, and I'm looking, and this one is two and a half hours long, this episode, <laughs> you got to take a look in the mirror and say, what's some of the fat we could trim from this thing? And maybe, maybe the preambles can go. Yeah. Can I think we- the most interesting thing about a skydiving couple is the skydiving. They spend a yes. lot of time talking about their last names the, the couple part i want the skydiving part of skydiving couple not tell us more about what you what was your first date like so your first date you go skydiving how, th- how have things been with you guys sharon i think the last time we talked to you you were having some sinus issues and not really being have you been able to get back to jumping no, yet no Mm-mm. Not at all. Wait, they mentioned jumping. Unfortunately, I try every now and again. I try different things to see if they work, but I haven't found anything that allows me to jump consistently. Oh, yet. she's Irish. So I what's love the, it. What's the long term? I mean, I mean, what what is this? Is it something that's fixable long term, or do you even? I'm know? sorry. Can you pause it again, please? Can you pause it again? Yeah. I would not have asked a follow up question about her sinuses. Yeah. I would also say, like, if you have a skydiving podcast. Speak to someone who's still skydiving, I think. Yeah. Welcome to Former Skydive Radio, <laughs> the only first and yeah. only podcast about people who are unable to skydive because of medical conditions. So tell You're- me, uh, Sharon, why can't you skydive? Well, I'll tell you, I got uh, the sinus infection is really, uh, really made it hard for me to skydive. It's quite debilitating. 
But you really, and, wow, you really go for the big questions right away. Well, that's what we do on Skydive Radio. Skydive Radio. Hey, I tell you, this guy is all business. Mm-hmm. I give him points for that. Stump is all pleasure. Yeah, it's like, what's the one, what's st- uh, the manga, Dave? Dave. Dave is the kind of person that you like. Yeah, you, you know, you you can have a beer with Dave. You know, like Dave is just like a regular guy, but Stump is just like yeah. Look out when Stump is right. He's gonna shoot up wanna... a post office one day <laughs> from the air. <laughs> that would be impressive if from these two guys above. are like. Also, like, it was like, wow, the first mass shooting done from the air. I wonder who the suspects are, and then they find <laughs> five hundred episodes. Yeah, this catalog. Reports um, come that there has been. uh, We've uncovered 500 hours of skydive related conversation from the from the alleged shooter whose name is Stump. Who shot the shot the roof of a post office. He shot other skydivers mid sky to let us killed other skydivers in the yeah. air. Yeah. Does these corpses come falling from the sky? <laughs> but they're parachuting gently down. Yes. He waits till they pull the ripcord, so he's like he's like Time, time to die. To die. <laughs> <laughs> and then they the the detectives are like, Yeah, it didn't take a lot. We just found their podcast on iTunes and in one episode, they spent four and a half hours just talking about how they would do it. Yeah. Well, we the and the police are just like, we're really investigating the uh, the case. We know that uh, Stump was very frustrated. Apparently, he had a sinus infection <laughs> and his days of skydiving were numbered and he decided to lash out at the community. You're skydiving and suddenly you realize the other skydiver has a machine gun. And he's aiming at you. <laughs> and you can't, like, move faster, can you? Well, you know what I would do? Air brakes. What does that mean? Just pull the air brakes and pull the lever, like <laughs> Bugs Bunny did. Remember this, when he the, uh... was falling from the sky and he pulled the le- lever for the air brakes and he stopped okay. two inches from the ground? Oh, okay. Like an emergency, like, bailout situation? Yes. Well, it was a cartoon, though, to be what? fair. It didn't happen in real life. Jeez Louise. So, a little more, please. Shannon, how about you? What have you been up to? Uh, well, the the long long story short is I I kind of jumped career tracks a couple of years ago, so I'm so to speak. I've been doing a two year transition to to consulting, working with with leadership teams, business leadership teams, and I mean I'm pinching myself, Dave. It's like it's I mean I've the last twenty years I've just been like. I thought life was too good to be true. And now, you know, at 49, I just had my 49th birthday this week. Um, it's like, I now have a whole new career in front of me doing, I mean, what I absolutely love and what I've been unknowingly preparing for, for the last 20 years, you know, working with teams, high performing teams, but in a business context rather than a skydiving context. So why are you guys on this show? Can you hit pause, please? Oh my God, that was great, Dave. Dave for the win. 
So, <laughs> yeah, I think I made a mistake with all this skydiving <laughs> and with the skydiving podcast. So she doesn't skydive because of her sinuses and you have a corporate job that you're being very vague about. Yeah, where I guess he brings... <laughs> It's like a, it's like the equivalent of like the trust fall, except now it's like a skydiving thing. Like, like if I worked in some office and they're just like, "Hey, we all got to skydive to build c- c- corporate unity," I'd be like, "Best of luck with that, everyone. I'll be down here on the ground with hot chocolate for the, for all of you." I want to hear them actually talking about skydiving. Is that crazy? What if you jump right into the middle of the episode? Yeah. Is that you could, the way you could maybe do that safely, and I, I'm not encouraging this at all. I'm just thinking, and this is just diarrhea coming out of my mouth right now. But what if you were <laughs> swooping the water and then just punched it? You know how, like, and, oh, you're, and make the canopy he... climb back off of the water and what? then cut away at the apex of that climb? Because you're not going to climb up that, too high at that r- point. Right, right? But, but do you have a canopy that you can swoop that you want to get wet? Well, that's a good point too. I would not. And, 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 and I have cut away on a water jump. Yeah. Well, but, but I don't know. Does it really hurt them? I mean, the swoopers get their canopies wet all the time. In well, the pond, the, right? the, I mean, the, it not, I'm not in the salt water maybe, but where like we if were you, jumping, it was very right, salty. Lake. I love this. Yeah. The swoopers get their canopies wet all the time. We are in it. Now we're in it. Sounds like these, uh, skydivers are, uh, Sounds like code or something. I just want to say, I if they're listening, and I hope they are. If Dave and or Stump are listening. I just want to say, like, Tom and I are cowards. Like, you're the ones who jump out of planes. Yes, so you're the real heroes. You you win, right? Yep. And I just think it's cool that you guys have lingo. And my only advice to you is lean into the lingo and avoid other topics. Mm-hmm. Lean into the lingo. Tell us about swooping and canopies and punching it, and leave the sinus talk alone. Uh, if you're gonna have a guest on, make sure they're currently skydiving. That they're not on the they're not on the pine w- watching other people sky. I would say my my note for skydive radio: just tighten it up. Yeah, these episodes uh, do keep don't doing what you're doing. Just maybe like maybe a little bit of editing. Yeah, just tighten it up. I, first, I'd say Dave should should shuttle Stump. I think Stump is dead weight. He's dragging the show down a little bit. Get rid of Stump. Cut the episodes in half. What if they do a... How about a pitch for a segment called Stumped with Stump, and it's a segment where you have to stump Stump. Hey, it's me, Stump, from Skydive Radio, and I got a new show on Quibi. It's called Stump Stump, and it's 10-minute game show falling from the air, and I quiz guests like Dax Shepard. Kristen Bell. Kristen, Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard's kids. <laughs> yes. As we fall from the air, and if they don't answer the questions in time, I don't pull the ripcord. <laughs> <laughs> and then Quibi releases a statement that's like, this is not a Quibi show. It is. <laughs> Quibi, we uh, we have no knowledge of Stump. We are excited to be in business with Dax Shepard. <laughs> so we would be like, we don't know who Stump is. We apologize to the Shepard family 
we had nothing to do with the skydiving incident in which Dak Shepard couldn't name the state capitals <laughs> and Stump refused to pull the parachute. <laughs> he refused to pull the ripcord until Dak Shepard. He watched him. He said, now I'm going to watch you die. We were lucky that we had a net in place. So that's what I says. Stump should be on Quibi with Dak Shepard and Kristen Bell. Stump Stump. With his show Stump Stump. And then he where, should run for office and it should be called on the stump or stump in with stump. Yeah, stump speech. I says to you, Julie, should we say good night? Yes. We want to thank you for listening to Double Threat. We want to encourage you to follow us on the socials, Double Threat Pod, Instagram, Twitter, others. Uh, I believe there's an alt-right socials website that uh, Forever Dog insisted that we join. Called um, Richard Spencer book. Yeah, I'm kind of into it. I like the uh, the discourse. I like the discourse. I like the games on the site. Oh, um, so fun. Yeah. So, thanks for listening, and we will be back next week with another episode of Double Thread. And subscribe wherever you subscribe to your podcast. Give us ratings, all of the nice things, and if you have any submissions for us. Email them to doublethreatpod at gmail.com and stay safe. And what else? Go skydiving. Bye. Bye. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.